When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy coming at you with another sweet podcast episode. Today, I actually interview my good friend, Brittany Ward. Uh, we went to school together, studied together, uh, slugged through exams together. She was uh, in my group of study friends, so it's always important to have one of those. But Brittany, she is a licensed professional engineer. She received her Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering from the University of Utah in 2008, and she is currently the transportation engineer in the city of Sandy here in Utah. Her responsibilities include oversight of the in-house sign shop, roadway stripping, 40-plus traffic signals, transportation infrastructure projects and planning, and development review. I think you will really enjoy this episode as we dive into all things transportation and she has a lot of cool resources and tips to share with everybody. So with that, we will get right to it. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about a sweet discount we have for you. If you use PPI, which is one of the industry leaders in providing exam material for the FE and the PE exam, then use our discount code of CIVAC and get 15% off any book that you get there. Head to our affiliate link at civilengineeringacademy.com slash PPI. Go check out the books that you need and use our code CIVAC at checkout get 15% off any book that does apply only to books, not courses, but is still a sweet, sweet discount. Go check it out. You'll be happy you did. Hey guys, before we continue, I wanted to tell you about another sweet resource we have for you, and that is our very own community that we built from the ground up to help you. This is a Facebook community that we have. Go join other like-minded civil engineers that are studying for the FE, the PE, or just need great career advice. Uh, we share all the tips, tools, and resources that we can on there. Plus, you'll join other community members that jump on and will help you as well. It's completely free. We love it. We think you'll love it as well. That is ceacommunity.com. Go check it out. All right. So I have Brittany on the podcast. Thank you, Brittany, for coming onto the podcast. Hello, everybody. Um, as we get going, I think, um, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I'll definitely read a little bit of info about yourself, but I would, our audience always likes to know how you got into engineering, what you do, and maybe what's a, a typical day for you. All right. Um, do you want me to talk about that before you read the bio? Yeah. Well, yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> So when I was younger, there was a few people here and there that always suggested I look into engineering as a career, um, but I wasn't always familiar with it, what engineering was. Who was um, a few um, people? So like some people that lived in my neighborhood or um, teachers, things like that. Um, 
yeah. So some of my favorite classes were math and music in high school, mm. and I got a diploma of merit um, in both subjects during high school. Uh, in college, I knew I wanted a science degree, so I earned an, earned an associates of science. Uh, during my coursework and the classes I was taking in college, um, several of my friends who I had met during classes were choosing engineering as their major. Um, and coincidentally, we just ended up taking the same classes together. <laughs> um, them because they knew they were going for an engineering degree and me because I liked what I was learning. Mm. After a few classes, I knew engineering was what I wanted to do. So I continued to I continued on to earn an associate's of pre-engineering, and then I transferred over to the University of Utah to earn my bachelor's degree. And I was actually the first person in my family to earn a bachelor's degree. Wow, I did yeah. not know that. Way to go! Te why don't you tell us how we met? How do we know uh, each other? <laughs> I'll tell you how we met because you might have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> So we, uh, I met Isaac in, over at Salt Lake Community College. Um, so he was one of my friends that was taking those engineering classes because he knew he wanted to go into engineering. Um, and we had a few classes together. And we both ended up transferring to the U at the same time. And there was one class in particular that Isaac and a couple of, a, couple of our other friends were sitting um, together. And so when I walked into the classroom, I was just naturally looking for somebody that I knew from um, our previous college. And I saw Isaac and our other couple friends, and I just walked over there and sat down by him. And instantly we were, you know, a group of friends that worked and studied and went out to lunch once in a while together. And we stuck together all through, all through college. That's awesome. Yeah, we became study buddies with a group of other friends. And obviously, I think anybody that's in school should, should gravitate to finding people they can study with that would help you out big time. Yeah. Um, so, Brittany, what do you do now? And what's a typical day for you like? Yeah, so right now I work for Sandy City. I am their transportation engineer. So I am over all of the signals, the signs, the lane striping. I do a lot of projects and transportation related projects, development review um, and planning that way. Um, Utah is actually a really awesome state with exemplary transportation infrastructure and technology, um, which is super exciting to be a part of. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, UDOT has developed that, are, that they're teaching other states across the nation about. Um, for example, their uh, their performance metrics that they have programmed into our, into the signals. Uh, so I do have a lot of frequent meetings over there at the at, at the UDOT Traffic Operations Center, um, and uh, all the multiple jurisdictions around this Wasatch Front area attend those meetings. So we all work together as, as cities to do the best that we can for uh, for those signals and transportation infrastructure. Wow, that's um, a lot. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud here. How did you know you wanted to get into transportation? Like, how did you know that was the area you gravitated to? Yeah. So great question. Um, lucky for me, I was able to have a little bit of work experience in all disciplines of civil engineering. Uh, so I've had a little bit of, even before I came to Sandy, I had a little bit of taste of uh, traffic engineering. And that's just the one that I gravitated to and I like the best. So my first, 
My first project, which is one of my favorites that I did was design the I-15 northbound trailblazer signs. And those are the signs um, that you see as you approach an on-ramp on the freeway that say uh, the travel time to different destinations via I-15. Um, so I designed those signs, which, which is fun. So wow. yeah. Is there a, I'm just, is there a software or something that you use regularly at all? Um, yeah, that's a quick question. We did, we rely on GIS a lot. Okay. Uh, we have our streets in there. We use our addresses or homes. We have parcel data in there. We have my signals in there. There's a ton of information that we use within GIS. Okay, good. I just yeah. was curious what kind of a tool you use every day, but um, let's dive into this. Is there a lesson that you've learned, whether it was through a mistake that you've made or something you've seen from a distance that you've learned? Uh, is there a story that you could share with us? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, we're always learning every day and always learning from our mistakes. So um, for my situation in particular, um, and I'm sure we all do this, is we often think back to a time where we wish we had spoken up to have a different outcome for the situation. So my lesson learned is something uh, related to that, that I have to continue, continuously be aware of throughout my career and probably applies to most of us. Uh, during my internship, one day I was asked to head out to the field to grab a bucket of soil sample. I was excited for the opportunity and started to assemble the materials that I needed. Soon in the preparations, I realized that I didn't have the needed personal protective equipment, PPE for short is what we call it in our industry. Uh, hoping to have additional opportunities like this one in the future, um, I requested my supervisor to provide me with the needed hard hat. So that was the equipment that I was short. He responded by saying to me it wouldn't be a good image for me to have a shiny new hard hat on uh, because people would think and judge me as inexperienced. <laughs> I knew that was the wrong answer, of course, and I wish I would have said something um, about that, but I didn't. I, but I still, I still knew that I needed a hard hat to do the work. So um, instead I asked, well, where can I get a hard hat from? And so we walked over to a storage closet that we had and he we rummaged through the stuff and he pulled out an old, gross, disgusting hard hat <laughs> that was expired and handed it to me. I'm like, all right. And I shouldn't have put it on my head, but I did. It was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I know. <laughs> so anyway, I went out and I did my work and I had come back and, and that was that. So, but my mistake in the whole thing, <laughs> obviously my supervisor made a mistake, but my mistake uh, was not speaking up, not speaking up about non-conforming PPE, not speaking up about the supervisor's poor conduct, and not stopping the situation by instead continuing to head out into the field with that bad hard hat. Wow. And so because I didn't speak up, I'm positive there were lost opportunities to build future credibility, lost physical safety protection, and lost potential future field experience. Um, if That's I probably would have shown a little bit more confidence in saying I need the proper hard hat, then I probably could have built a little bit better trust in that I knew uh, what I was doing and that I was prepared to head out into the field a little bit better. So not saying the company that I worked for was bad or anything. It was just a unique experience. 
So that company that I worked for was a great company and the people that I worked for treated me really well. Hmm. So it was a great internship. You know, it's always interesting as a beginning engineer because you're trying to like, not, I, don't, I don't want to say fit in, but you're trying to figure out the ropes, I guess. And, and um, as a beginning engineer, sometimes you're just jumping out in the field without, um, you kind of look to the direction of those above you to help you figure out what you're, what you're needing, mm -hmm. what's required and things of that nature. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, if, uh, if someone above you cares or doesn't care, that can really affect uh, things in, in the future. But obviously mm -hmm. safety is a huge deal. Uh, safety where I work is a huge deal and uh, it can it can it can get you into trouble big time if, you, if you're not wearing the right stuff so wear your yeah. PPEs definitely <laughs> um, what's something that you are interested in working on today or or I guess a project that's going on something that's going on today that you have found fascinating or in working in yeah, yeah. Um, since I work for a local government, um, the cool thing about working for a local government is that you're invested your whole career and, and taking care of that community. Uh, once a project is finished, you're still there to see the long-term effects of that project. You're there to identify additional needs uh, and you're there to continu continually plan and make for a better better area you know sometimes at other like when you're at a private firm while you care and you work for that project and you stick with it the whole time through once you're done with that project you move on to a different area um, and so while our city leadership might change uh, us as engineers can still be there to continuously plan for uh, the area and you know what's best for it so my current interests are in to ensure the best possible and most efficient transportation resources are being utilized in our community. Hmm. Uh, Sandy City is, of course, on the east side of I-15, and it is really, it's already pretty much built out. So we don't see huge, large subdivisions. Mm -hmm. We see several smaller subdivisions, like, you know, mom and dad, they're, they're getting ready to retire. They wanna leave an inheritance to their kids, so they'll subdivide their large lot into several different pieces to try and try and uh, earn a little bit of money and downsize their property. Um, so, but that comes with its own set of challenges. So we'll often work with areas that, that demand better and safer transportation, uh, areas that are older, they've been there a long time. So, but while they may demand better and safer transportation, they may be unwilling to support corridor, corridor improvements through their areas such as sidewalk, bike lanes, trail facilities, water management, uh, just because they like the look and feel of the rural road the way that it is. Uh, is that a resource issue? Is that a money problem? They just don't have the no, money? Or... Mm, I mean, we can always apply for funding and grants. Um, I think it's just a mindset um, issue. And sometimes hmm. it's kind of interesting in Sandy, we're a piece of Swiss cheese. <laughs> and all those little holes are Salt Lake County parcels. And so we have to work with the county who also, you know, who has a different idea of how development should go because um, they're a little bit older type of community and so when we own or we have a roadway um, where the residents along there are dividing their par parcels and creating and generating that higher traffic at the same time they don't want to develop um, and we have to work with the county to do that as well it just it makes it a little bit a little bit more difficult wow. so a lot of times too because of those old county parcels uh, we're limited by the roadway geometrics and 
uh, right away needed to do to do those projects. And so those projects get really, really expensive really mm. quickly because um, right away is pretty pricey to purchase. Sure. Or sometimes the houses are built so close to that roadway that in order to put those improvements in, we'd have to take the whole property and the whole house. So that can get pricey pretty quick. Sounds like a lot of teamwork and a lot of cooperations going on to try to make some of these improvements. So yeah, yeah, that, definitely. That's a lot of stuff going on. No, that's, yeah. that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a couple quick questions. You can answer them long or short or whatever you want to do, <laughs> but um, what was a, an obstacle that you faced uh, when you became an engineer, whether that was school FEPE career boss what's uh and and specifically maybe I can bug you um as a female in this industry which is it feels like it's mainly male dominated I'm pretty sure that's the case but how is that uh, has that ever been an issue what, what's your take sure. on that kind of stuff yeah great question um and you've I mean I went to school with you so obviously um you've seen this and it's an obstacle that I chose that that I kind of went through with you um, but maybe you didn't have the same experience as I did, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But I paid for my education by working full-time and going to school full-time at the same time. Um, and that was really hard. I didn't take out any student loans or borrow money from my family. Um, I did get a few hundred dollars scholarships here and there, but it was only enough to pay for a semester or two of books. Just I before I transferred. That. What's that? I didn't know that. You didn't? No. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Um, so just before I transferred over to the U for my last two years of school, I met and married my husband. And then the summer before my senior year uh, is when I had my first child. So you remember hiking up and down those big hills with me. Yeah, <laughs> the University of Utah belly. has <laughs> some large hills that you got to hike up and down and not yep. fun, I'm sure, when you're pregnant. <laughs> no. <laughs> So that was tough, um, being pregnant, going to school and working full time, um, and then having a new baby to take care of through my senior year. Um, the first, so the first, yeah, the, first, the first comment I got was actually from one of my teachers, um, and it kind of threw me off. And she was a tough teacher. Um, it was a second level class, um, so a little bit harder. And one day I went and talked to her after class and I'm like, why is your class so hard? Why are you so strict and hard on me? I, I don't get it. And she said, Brittany, I'm harder on you because you are a female and that's what it's going to be like in the real world. And so I just want you to learn that now. Mm. I was like, what? So don't you think you should be a little bit nicer to me then? Cause you know, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So, that's the first strange comment that I got. And of course I've had other situations throughout my career, like those who probably should have supported me didn't and thought said I should have quit school in my career because I was married and have a child. Mm. Um, but of course I didn't listen to them. I knew what I had to do. I knew what I wanted to do. And I had, you know, I had support from my immediate family, my husband, my parents and my sisters. They really helped. They helped take care of my baby in my senior year for me. So, and of course I had, you know, I had the support of the angels on the other side as well. Um, and with their help, I knew I had to finish school and accomplish my goals. So yeah, you, that I, it's amazing what you were able to juggle and finish. I do remember going through that a little bit with you, just seeing what you were going through. So, um, yeah. 
I know Brittany can, uh, I remember when we had an exam, I can't remember, was it construction or st structures? I can't remember. Still, <laughs> we got that uh, result back from an exam and you went straight down and talked to them about it. And it was awesome. Oh, I did. It was awesome. I yeah. remember that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always interested in hearing about that, you know, your experiences. And I think going through school, especially when you're pregnant and having a kid and hearing all these different uh, opinions about what you should and shouldn't do, um, you know, has probably helped you become who you are and mm -hmm. had, a, had a bigger drive in your life. So, yeah, yeah. Um, how about this? What's the best advice you've ever received or just some good advice in general? Yeah, great question. So I had pretty awesome parents who always taught me to work hard and that I could become whoever I wanted to become. And I just had, I just, all I had to do was work for it. Um, and I think that's really what helped motivate me to, to work hard and don't let anybody stop me because I, I knew I could, I knew I could be what I wanted to be. So this ethic has always been a part of me, even through my career and working. Um, people know me as a hard worker and, and being thorough. So, yeah. That's so that's great. the best advice I would say. Just work hard, even though it's even though it maybe come become becomes tough. Tough. That's the word. Tough. Tough. <laughs> but good it will work. always pay off <laughs> if you work hard. <laughs> Very good. That's good advice. Um, what's a? How about a personal habit or something that's contributed to your success? You feel like as a as an engineer, as a female engineer, what what's helped you with a yeah. uh, habit? So it, to really never stop learning, there's always things to learn and know, um, and it's, it's an exciting world out there. You may you may specialize in one area, uh, but that area does depend on other areas of civil engineering. So. You can learn anything from from everybody, you know, including your neighbor, a contractor, your boss, or a field technician. You know, even those guys that are just starting out and you're in your senior position, you can learn from them as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I work a lot with crew members that are out there, you know, actually building transmission lines. And oftentimes these people know more about this stuff than you do. So, mm -hmm. you know, to come in as an engineer and think that you know it all is, is a big mistake. I would learn from mm -hmm. everybody that you can in, in the industry that you're in because they, they all have something to contribute. There's all, you know, there's many reasons why they're there too. And, and you can all learn from each other. Um, mm -hmm. That's good advice. Um, what about someone you look up to? Uh, who do you look up to and why? Um, well, a particular person doesn't come to mind. I mean, like I said, you can learn something from everybody. Everyone has an example to, to follow. They have, everyone has good in them. There's a Facebook page I call, I follow that's called a mighty girl. Hmm. And they always share amazing stories about women who have accomplished great tasks and their determination behind them. That's <laughs> the awesome. most, yeah. The most recent story that really had an impact on me and touched me was about a girl in India uh, she was nicknamed Lionhearted. She's 15, and she biked over 700 miles across India with her with her father on the back of her bike. Um, her oh. name it, her name is Gioto Kumari. I probably completely botched that. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, anyway, they're among the millions of the impo impoverished, impoverished migrant. Sorry. Um, yeah, so they're the 
among the migrant workers facing starvation uh, due to the strict coronavirus lockdown. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they lived in crowded areas with poor sanitation, and in order to survive, uh, they had to go home. They had to get out of that those crowded areas and go back home where they knew they could find uh, food and the resources they needed. So this 15-year-old girl used the last of her money uh, to purchase a bicycle for her journey home. She cycled almost 100 miles a day. Oh. Um, and so just on her way home, since they didn't have any money, she, she and her father survived off the generosity of strangers. So huh. and the only what got her home, she said in the story, what got her home was the only thought in her mind was that she had to make it home. Her father couldn't bike or walk or anything because he was recovering from a recent vehicle accident. And so that's why she rode with him on the back of her bike. Wow, that's amazing. So what what is yeah. that resource again? What's the what's the group, the page? So the Facebook page is called A Mighty Girl. A Mighty Girl. Okay. Yeah, and they just focus on women breaking glass ceilings. It's amazing. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll, sh- we'll share that as a as a resource with everybody um uh with our our audience. So that that's a that's a good place to go. Yeah. Um is there any other resources or even books that you might recommend to the to our community? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I have a couple of both. Um, so as civil engineers, we may have a few job changes. Um, you know, there may be times when we're super busy and projects, but then all of a sudden that work comes to an end. We may find ourselves looking for another job <clears throat> or looking to continue work at our current firms. One of the resources that I found useful between jobs um, was on ldsjobs.org and in particular their career workshop. And I do have a link I can give you, Isaac. Sure. To, to put yeah, that up we'll, on we'll link well. it on our, uh, our little show notes we produce for this and I'll put that as a resource for people. Perfect. Yeah. So the guys there, they're, they're professionals. They really know their stuff and what they're doing. They teach you things on how to really truly job search, write a resume, interview, and a lot more. After I went through that help and that class, I learned job searching is a skill set all on its own. So even as a professional job seeker, they have resources for you. Mm-hmm. My favorite tip, tip that I learned from them was to spend as much time during the week searching for, his job, for a job as you would working if you were employed. So when I was looking for jobs, I spent 40 hours a week wow. job searching and re- and they gave you enough tools that that 40 hours a week was eaten up pretty, Holy pretty quickly. Cow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't had to look for a job for a while, but the job that I have had, I felt very blessed to have, but um, yeah, I, I do think when you're in the midst of looking for a job, you do definitely need to uh, take the time to do that. Even And, and that becomes your, your job to find a job. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Um, let's see. You asked about a book too, right? I did. What do you have for us? So I recently ra- read a book titled Traffic, Why We Drive the Way We Do and what it says about us. And it's written by Tom Vanderbilt. Oh. You can purchase it on Amazon. I think it's about 15 bucks. Uh, Tom shares some interesting perspectives uh, that both us as traffic engineers and the general public might have. And then he relates those two perspectives together 
and discusses them. And he's actually traveled around the world just to research those particular topics. And he goes through a whole slew of them. It's a very boring book and it'll put you, put you right to sleep. <laughs> it's super interesting and you learn a lot. <laughs> so oh, you gotta love those books. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty technical. So, so that's like, why, but it's pretty insightful as well. So a good, it's a good engineering book then. Yeah, exactly. The like one discussion, term. yeah. Like one discussion that he draws attention to is the lane merge, like on the freeway. And he points out you know, like there's some people that get so frustrated at those people who merge last minute, but in actuality, they're very helpful to keeping the traffic moving. I know. What Actually, you bring that up. When I, when I was driving, I was always taught that you do go, you know, you go in that lane as far as you can until you have to merge because it does keep it moving. But, yeah, you know, people that end up flipping on their blinker like way, way before you've stopped all the traffic that could be flowing freely up up to that point but that's a good that's that's a good point yep (laughs) um here's a fun question for you thanks for recommending that we'll take um that recommendation and also link it in the show notes as well um but if you had all the resources and and all the knowledge in the world what's something uh you would like to be a part of um it could be civil engineering related or otherwise uh yeah good question um probably the development of new transportation technologies. Um, and also I'd probably want to go to outer space one day, but it's probably not going to happen. Hey, um, it's happening now. They're getting ready. That's true. Maybe, maybe I could live on the moon my last few years of life. <laughs> retire on the, retire on the moon. Yeah, exactly. That's um, awesome. But yeah, like I said, UDOT and the state of Utah is, uh, moving forward so quickly in transportation infrastructure and technology um, and that we're really helping other states around the country as well. Um, So I love being part of that and involved in it. Um, Actually, one thing that they're developing over in California is called the Hyperloop. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody's heard of that before. I've heard of it. Have you? You probably know more details about it. We had, we, I was at a conference once, uh, Women in Transportation Society. Uh, they're a pretty awesome group to be part of and involved with as well for both men and women. Um, the lady, I don't remember her name, but she was over a development team for this Hyperloop. Um, and she went and spoke to us about all the cool things that they were doing with it. Basically what it is, it's a, is it's a train inside of a vacuum tube that can go up just about 100 or that can go just about 800 miles per hour which is awesome i think they could make it across i think it's like half the united states in 30 minutes it was so fast that's amazing and yeah. is this also developed by elon musk's i i believe he mm-hmm. is he's involved with one of these he is yeah he's he helps fund it i don't think he's the one that started it there's another company that started it but he's pretty heavily involved in the development of it now and funding wow. it it's a pretty cool investment for him to be in. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Good resources. Good things to talk about. Um, as we close here, what's do you have any last piece of guidance or the or also a, a best way to get a hold of you if people had questions about any of this? Uh, sure. So I mentioned WTS Women in Transportation Society just a second ago. Um, so I'd say get more involved in your engineering community. Um, there's a bunch of different local engineering chapters. 
some of the ones that I'm involved in is ITE, Institute of Transportation Engineers, hmm. uh, American Society of Civil Engineers, um, uh, and then the American Public Works Association. Uh, those who are involved in APWA are usually typically government employees, but um, if you're working for a private firm, you know, that's a great place and opportunity for you to network there. Um, throughout in, in college, actually, me and a couple other ladies were in the, in the University of Utah ASCE chapter. And so we put together some events there as well. So that was fun. We made a cool t-shirt that said, we put the U in Mew. <laughs> it was kind of fun. <laughs> That's nice. Um, yeah. Does so your work have, pay for your, um, all mm -hmm. these groups that you're part of? Yeah. So help? my, sorry, what? I was just asking if they help to pay for those things. Yeah. So they pay for my memberships. They pay for the conferences I go to. If there's a new book that I need, then they'll, then they'll purchase that for me. They pay, um, for additional education or classes that you want to take. They give you a tuition reimbursement if you get good grades. Um, and they'll also pay for you to take the FE and PE exams um, once, of course, but then if you continuously fail it, then they'll pay for the one where you end up passing. So, That's yeah. nice. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of benefits from, you know, as you get into an engineering uh, company, whether it's a government agency or whatnot, a lot of places will help pay for you to keep moving forward. So that's really good to yeah. know. Cool. Yeah. A lot of the places offer, you know, a lot of these organizations, they'll offer scholarships as well, conferences, design research, education. And even if you have just a general engineering question, there's forms there that they have with professional engineers there and ready to help you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brittany. I think you shared a lot with us. I think it was fun to do. Um, yeah. Appreciate you jumping on the podcast with me. It was fun. Yeah, no problem. Um, and if you have any other questions or you want to reach out to me or talk more about any of these other topics, you can email me. My email address is bward, B-W-A-R-D, at sandy.utah.gov. And Sandy is spelled out. Perfect. Okay. Uh, if you're okay with that, we can link that too. So yep. uh, I think it's fantastic. Thanks for jumping on and uh, we'll get this uh, sent out to everybody and it will be a good time. So thanks for joining me. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show, we would love to have you. Email me at Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And if you need more tips, resources, anything to do with the FE, the PE, or anything to do with civil engineering, go check out civilengineeringacademy.com. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.